being a software leader is tough. You've got to know all sorts of different areas of your business and got to master them if you want to compete in today's world. For sales, you come to me. I show you how to close a lot of deals. For marketing, I had Jordan Bean from Narrit Creative come on the show and he walks you through exactly how to set up your marketing so you can get a ton of business, ton of leads coming in and make sure those leads are quality and feeling good when they come in. So check this episode out. I think you're really going to like it to help yourself generate good quality leads. Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. Welcome, welcome to Sastery in the Making. I am Matt Wallach. I am your host. Really delighted to have you here. And I'm equally delighted to have my guest, Jordan Bean, with me. Jordan, how are you doing? Very well, Matt. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Jordan, let me tell you a little bit, or let me tell everybody about you and what you've been doing. Jordan is the CEO of Narrate Creative. It's a content strategy and growth marketing company that helps SaaS companies. And in fact, he developed a training program called the Lean Marketing Playbook for SaaS, where he shares a systematic nine-step approach to building out your marketing and sales foundations to help you gain traction. I love it. Looking forward to hearing more about that. He's also the former lead storyteller, which is the content marketing lead at Hootsuite, which is very slick social media product. So, Jordan, once again, thanks for coming on the show. I, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here, Matt. Looking forward to chatting today. Likewise. Tell me, what have you been up to lately at Narrate Creative and what's coming up for you guys? Well, the, the focus right now has been uh, in developing and selling the Lean Marketing Playbook for software as a service, as you mentioned. Uh, that's a, a new product that I spun up in the fall and winter of last year and really kind of uh, dug in uh, at the start of this year and I've uh, been helping clients with that. And so I still do some amount of uh, strategy and content marketing with uh, some of my legacy clients, but for the most part, shifting to uh, a coaching model that does involve uh, strategy and support for those clients as well. And I can, I'm you know, happy to discuss that in more detail as we go, but I don't want to talk too much about the product right away. And <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I want to right know. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to know what does that mean, lean marketing? When you say that, I mean, some people have one idea of it and others might have another. Can you explain what that means, lean marketing? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm s admittedly cap capitalizing on a bit of a buzzword there, but uh, kind of going back to the origins of lean manufacturing and, of course, uh, the lean startup. Uh, the notion of doing only what is necessary and eliminating waste at every opportunity with, with software as a service companies in particular, but most of my clients, Matt, they, they don't want to have to spend on marketing. They wish mm -hmm. it would happen automatically. They are primarily focused on product development and improving the product. And marketing is not always necessarily an afterthought, but it's often not the core competency of uh, a technical founder. And, uh, and there's so many ways you can spend your money on marketing and advertising. And so I wanted to create a system where uh, you strip away all of the fluff and, and focus just strictly on the fundamentals of what do you actually need to do to grow? 
You need to tell a certain story. You need to have a way of converting leads at the top of the funnel and nurturing them along the customer journey. And so that's really where the focus is, is if, if you have finite resources and limited budgets, this is exactly where I think it's important that you spend your time and, and money to really nail the foundations and evolve over time. You know, it's that, that lean notion of uh, creating a minimum viable campaign of sorts and either iterating it or evolving it over time. But it's like go to market as quickly as you can with purpose and intent and improve as uh, either as your revenues or your resources improve. I love it. I'm, I, I totally agree. I have a lot of clients in the same boat who are very technical, very product oriented, kind of want marketing and sales just to happen. And sometimes it's a wake up call to realize it doesn't always just happen. And some of those stories you hear about that this company blew up with very little marketing, it's very, 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 very rare. Generating leads and closing those deals are very difficult. I love this playbook. So what, I mean, what gave you the idea to create it? Have you, have you seen a lot of people needing this help? Yeah, well, it, it's, I had been doing, as I say, tr more traditional agency work for seven years, focused strictly on software clients and, uh, you know, charging a higher and higher premium for my strategy work and content creation. And it was not out of the ordinary for somebody to come to me and ask for a piece of content, for example, maybe it's an ebook, maybe it's a series of blog posts. And then, you know, to do my job properly, I have to ask a series of questions to get to the root of what it is that they need. What What are you looking for? What are the uh, What are the results you're hoping for? What's the objective of this content? The 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 kinds of questions that they hadn't really considered. You know, often maybe you, um, uh, you know, there's loads of resources where you can learn what you should be doing. Maybe like SEO, for example, or paid acquisition, and all of these places where you can dip your toes in. Um, without really a deep understanding of who it is that you're trying to target. What's the message mm -hmm. you're trying to get across? What's the objective or the outcome that you're hoping that piece of content will achieve? And so, uh, you know, the I, I was successful in, in charging a great deal of money to create content by making those uh, almost strategic considerations part of the equation. Like I would just come out right out and say, look, I'm not going to be the most inexpensive content creator that you speak with but it's because I've got some pretty good questions for you. And then I realized baking that into the system and making that sort of part of my foundational standard, standard operating procedure, if you like, was not just beneficial for me, especially when I'm handing that work off to you know, team members, mm -hmm. but also to them, that they, these considerations have to be uh, have to have to be in place. You have to have answers to those questions. So, something as basic as what stage of the funnel is this piece of content for? And, uh, you know, you get a blank stare in return, like funnel. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, uh, all right, where do we start? And so, yep. Uh, that was the impetus, not just a desire to, of course, um, systemize and to scale my business, but also, recognizing that every client, even the really good ones, even the ones that have done a certain amount of strategy work, they still benefit from being asked those questions and answering them to uh, a person like a, uh, you know, a fractional strategist or a, a content creator. And so um, I recognized that having a system that I could walk everybody through, 
Uh, I do focus on the early stage folks, you know, post seed funding, pre A, so that um, I, I think that's kind of the sweet spot where, like we've already talked about, um, you know, probably don't have budget for full time marketing leadership. Maybe you have junior marketers that need that sense of direction and need to know where to spend their time and to dig in. And so I just created the system that they can follow. Let's answer the strategic questions first. Let's answer the customer questions next. And then let's, uh, in fact, I, th I think in module three, we focus on let's make a case study. Let's talk about client success that looks like the success you want for your next hundred clients and niche down and focus on the people you can sell to now. And let's only create content that is in the service of improving the likelihood of those sales happening. I love it. I think that's genius. So you're actually getting them to create a case study in advance, kind of what would you envision your clients uh, experience and, and what would they achieve? Is that what you're doing? In some cases, yes. Uh, for, the, for the folks that don't already have some amount of client success to talk about, but uh, because most of them are post-revenue, it's really uh, you know, in the second module, we talk, we, we go into great detail about identifying the ideal client profile and the persona of the person that is most likely ha ha to have their life changed by your product, that the transformation mm -hmm. that we like to focus on. And, and then we try to identify an existing customer that you may have already done business with that is indicative of the kind that you want to continue to land. Either mm -hmm. it's, you know, the fact that they... Uh, achieved success quickly. They were easy to help. They had the right questions. But sometimes even um, because they are in the market niche that you know you can focus on, you know you can serve and to help uh, in the more immediate term. And a lot of this comes back to resourcing, right? It's like a it, there's a tough conversation I have to have a lot of the time with the early stage folks, even who are post-revenue, even when they're, they're signing deals, um, you know, they, they come to me and, and I help them realize, you know, you have a, a, a certain amount of runway and you have, uh, you know, the, realistically speaking, you can't serve everybody. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't be, um, you know, you're not necessarily walking up a staircase towards, you know, achieving your unicorn ambitions. You might have to, um, you might have to scale down your ambition and focus on just a specific market niche because, you know, frankly speaking, you can't afford the kind of messaging and marketing and reach that is necessary to address the entire market that you talked about in your fundraising deck. You know, mm -hmm. this quarter, let's, let's, let's slice off a sliver and let's say some stuff that's going to resonate with the folks who are most ready to buy. Or I like, I, I like to picture a Venn diagram of um, here's who we know we can help. Here's who we know is ready to buy, and we're only going to spend our resources and our sales efforts and our marketing budget and all of our uh, all of our focus just goes into that sliver of folks that's in the middle of that Venn diagram until such time as you land your Series A or mm -hmm. you you you've you know captured all the market share in that niche or you know whatever major event happens that opens up new possibilities for you. But the, the lean idea here, in, and, and I use that term because, uh, because especially technical founders, they recognize it, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're probably following either a lean or agile methodology or some version of both. And so these sorts of things resonate with them. Where I, where I can say, let's eliminate the fluff. Let's just 
cut to the heart of the matter here. Let's be realistic about what we can accomplish this quarter and next and, and focus just on those things. You know, let's build you um, a content offer that resonates with a specific audience who's ready to buy. And let's tell that story and show client success in that specific niche and really just hammer that message home until you have lined up a hundred sales that look just like your best customer. And, and that's where the traction comes from. Not from, Agreed. Uh, you know, from throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what'll stick, so to speak. I don't Agreed. usually say and spaghetti, but I don't know if this is a family audience or what. So we're, Hey, I mean, I love spaghetti. You're going to get me hungry. Here. <laughs> but, uh, that's dangerous. Uh, no, but I love it. You've got to niche down. And I have this all the time. Clients come to me and I ask them, you know, what's your target? Oh, everybody, everybody. Right. Like what, what, what is that? Like fatal. you've got to find a niche, especially as a startup. Yeah. You're going to fail. It, and, and you know, I had one who's a CRM and he said, Oh, we go after everybody. I'm like, guess what? You're competing against Salesforce and HubSpot and every other CRM. You need to find that niche, that part of the world, that sliver that needs you and wants you to speak directly to them. And it's important in your marketing, just like you said, Jordan, I love it. You've got to speak to them. And when you start niching, you can learn the lingo in that particular piece of the, of the market and you understand what's important for them. You understand what makes them tick. Uh, not only can your marketing improve, but your development, you can develop right to them. Uh, I work on people on sales with people. We talk about how you can sell directly to those people in that market. Finding that niche, defining your ICP and really nailing that is super critical. I totally agree. Yeah, I often have conversations with clients where they're, they're, they have big concerns about differentiation. You know, how can we differentiate ourselves? Um, but they always think about that in product terms. You know, what can, we, what can be different about our product that we can sell against Salesforce? And I always say, you know, differentiating is not just strictly... Uh, through the product lens, you can differentiate your solution. You could say, mm -hmm. you know, we are just strictly better at uh, customer relationship management for the dental industry or for uh, construction companies or, or whatever niche it is where you have domain knowledge and you can speak to the specific pain points that they're experiencing. Even if you've made no changes whatsoever to your product, the mm -hmm. framing and the messaging that you use or the positioning that you go to market with can be the differentiator. Totally agree. And also it means you, if you're, you know, putting yourself out there to build authority, you can build authority within that small niche quicker. There's just so many advantages. Targeting of ads right? gets a little less expensive when you can yeah. key in on, and you know, messaging becomes easier. Everything sort of falls into place once you decide on what is that niche? Who, who can we serve better and be different to them? Um, a lot of those other decisions fall into place. And that, and that, you know, comes back to the program where we, we sort of, we help them understand that, that yes, it's counterintuitive to niche down and to focus on, you know, just a, a sliver of the addressable market that you told your, um, uh, you, you know, all your investors about, but in terms of actually gaining traction and making some sales this quarter, it's, it, it's really, it's necessary. Totally agree. So that's definitely one. But what other missteps and mistakes do you see SaaS companies making that really hampers their marketing efforts and their growth? Well, I, I think that's a major one is is just being too general. But it's also, um, you know, kind of trying to go 
too big, too fast. And I don't just mean that in terms of, of uh, you know, the, the, the message that you're going to market with, but also attempting a bunch of different tactics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to recognize that there are such things as um, short-term tactics and long-term tactics. And I see, um, especially early stage companies, trying to emulate the sales forces and the hub spots of the world with these long-term tactics. And that's all well and good. You have to, you, 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 SEO is important. Social media and, and branding and relationship building and all of those things are, are, are very important. But they are not necessarily going to uh, deliver those immediate results that you need in order to um, establish a, a customer acquisition cost, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. um, you're going to have to probably look at paid acquisition. And if you're looking at paid acquisition, you absolutely have to have uh, clear messaging, clear audience, and, and things like that. So what we focus on is a content offer that resonates with a very specific niche. And, you know, we, we even down to as far as putting a job title right in the title of an ebook that says, you know, this is the, you know, the solution to a problem for, I'm going to go back to the dental example, you know, dental office managers, you know, how wow, to going how to, right to that role, going right to the in role. In some cases, yes. I love it. Um, it. It's, it's a bit extreme, but then it's like, you know, you, you have a certain amount of money that you can spend on a campaign this month. And I'm telling you, this will resonate better. And I don't mm-hmm. always uh, successfully convince them to go that focused. But the ones that do almost invariably achieve better success. Because looking at it from the perspective of the person who sees this content, the person who you're promising a transformation for, and, and you know, the, a, a great ebook does both. It identifies who and the transformation. You know, Drive more leads for technical SaaS founders. Something mm-hmm. to that effect where it's like, hmm, this is obviously prepared for me. I cannot ignore it. I must find out more. Whether I'm ready to buy right now or not, the, the, my curiosity level is peaked. Whereas yep. absent of that, um, uh, you know, a job title or industry or, or whatever it is that you're using to, to focus down, it's not going to resonate as well. Conversion rates will be lower. You know, the, the meaning isn't, isn't there, but when you do, let's say you do focus on a job title. And I always think about this in terms of, you know, you're probably going to be doing some outbound or some paid acquisition of some kind. And what if all of your content was for a specific job title? What if all of your outbound calls were to a specific job title? What if everything was completely aligned um, and, you know, taking it to the extreme of like account-based marketing. What if it was just for 100 specific accounts and 100 people sitting in a certain seat within those accounts? Like that's the kind of thing that an early stage uh, software company needs to be thinking about in terms of where are your next 10, 12, 50 deals coming from? But they often think, you know, it's like, well, Neil Patel said we need 2000 word SEO blog posts. And so we're going to go out and hire a content agency to do two of those for us a month. And now you're burning, you know, 10 grand a month on long-term SEO that if you're lucky, we'll start to pay dividends in 18 months time. And in the meantime, you burned your runway. And I'm saying that's all well and good. And you, you will need that. We'll, we'll get there. You know, I, I want to be the guy to sell you those articles. Don't get me wrong. But first, have you considered what it looks like to actually convert people? You know, have you, have you thought about what, 
what it is that you need to say to a specific, um, you know, what, what I often call the champion, the person who's sitting there waiting for their lives to be changed by a product or solution that will actually improve their work. Somebody that they'll mm -hmm. go to their boss and say, we need this thing because it promises to make my life better. And that is just wonderful news to me. And I read this ebook and I also have this case study in this product document that I think you guys should see. And incidentally, that's why we often make these things as PDFs because the sales process in a, uh, within a business-to-business uh, -business environment almost always involves either a, a board or a, uh, a department or at least a you know executive signing officer of some kind. Yeah, and so we, we acknowledge what the sales process looks like and we, we build content that helps to shorten those sales cycles and takes into Beautiful. consideration the fact that you know, your, your champion is not necessarily your check signer. Uh, and you have to make sure that the story that you're telling and the information that you're sharing is going to resonate with all the people involved in that decision-making process that before a check gets signed. I, I, I totally agree. And especially up market, you're going to have that. So having those PDFs is critical, making sure the champion is armed to be able to deliver your message. I want to ask, I love the way you're putting this, Jordan, of You've got this piece, this piece. How do you how do you get software founders to buy into the the strategy of everything kind of coming together? Because sometimes people say, "Oh, well, let's go do this and try this, and then let's stop that, and let's go do that, and we're going to stop that, we're going to try this and do this," and everything kind of looks disjointed. And this might be working, and I don't know what's happening here. How do you get them to realize, "Hey, it's got to be kind of cohesive and all kind of work together"? Well, I think they. They work that out for themselves. Uh, I'm I'm pleased to say that I think a lot of them are uh, they're they're uh, first of all very smart individuals. Almost every single one of my clients is is uh, you know quite oh, a yeah. bit brighter than I am. Uh, I just happen to have a different set of core skills sure. than than what they have, particularly you know the technical creators. And so uh, it's just simply showing them a system that has purpose and intent uh, and saying, you know, like rather than you spending hours of your week reading these long articles about, you know, these, you know, series B funded companies and the tactics that they used, let's focus on what we can do now. Let's have a system, let's do this first, you know, and it's nine steps and it typically takes about nine weeks. And then you have a complete live content funnel that, mm -hmm becomes the focus of your marketing. So now when you are getting out onto social media or you are preparing, if it's blog content or webinars to, it's all in the service of driving traffic to that conversion event that gets them on your list. And then um, we also prepare the nurture emails that come after that do things like convince people why they should book a demo. Um, something that I have great deal of success with, with, uh, with SaaS companies is I ask them, how many people are clicking that book a demo button on your homepage? And there's always a nice long, healthy pause <laughs> when they course, think about yeah. it. And they're like, you know, it's uh, okay, not many. And it's like, okay, well, what if you offered them a piece of content that can convert them to your list where you can actually start that conversation? Mm -hmm. What if you, what if there was something that was a little bit of a lower barrier of entry for them that a they lower could opt into? Yeah. 
So a content yeah. offer, an ebook that promises something for their specific industry or job title is just much easier to convert to. Now your homepage oh, yeah. conversion goes from, you know, a one quarter of 1% to as high as three, simply by asking if you're interested in learning more about the, our solution, not our product, but our solution, mm-hmm. which is a, which is again, a, a differentiator and, and, you know, sort of an extension of the, no one's booking your demo conversation. The other half of that, that's maybe even a little bit more harsh is that nine times out of 10, and I'm sure you see this too, the, the focus of their messaging is always on product and not on, you know, the, the better life that you're promising, the transformation that you're promising to those clients. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I find it when I, when I'm evaluating somebody's website and, and, and the ways that they're converting clients presently, it's often really easy because I can say, well, you're focused on, you've done a good job of explaining what it is that you've built, which is great because some, some people struggle even with that. However, Mm -hmm. you haven't talked about who it's for or what you intend to do to help them. And so we have to shift that narrative. We have to tell the story about what's going to make things better for them, how you intend to help and what success looks like for them rather than what your product looks like on the inside. You know, there's a, there's a product page for that. There's a, you know, there's a technical details, um, maybe even, you know, API documentation, all of that stuff that the technical folks need to see when the time comes to talk about integrations and, Mm -hmm. and all of that. There's definitely, you, you need that stuff, but first what's in it for me. Absolutely. I, mean, I, have, I have a group of software founders that uh, we have a, a founders community and we were just talking about this yesterday. You're not selling your product, you're selling the results. Where are they going to get by using your product? Your product's just a medium to get them there. So sell the results and you're going to find the best success there. So I completely echo that, Jordan. This has been awesome. I have loved getting to hear how you're approaching this, how you're helping people. This has been a really, really fun, engaging episode. I want to know, how can our audience contact you or learn more about what you're doing, Jordan? I, I, I think probably the easiest is connect with me on LinkedIn. All of my appropriate links are there. Um, that's where good conversations happen. You know, I, I, This is something that I teach my clients as well, is that Although we talk about email nurture and, and conversion and all of these things, it's all really in the service of starting conversations. We want somebody to reply to one of those emails and actually talk to you. So let's go right to the source. Add me on LinkedIn if you find me there. I'm Jordan Bean on LinkedIn. You can see the spelling on the, on the screen there. And let's <laughs> connect and have a chat. I love it. And we'll put it in the notes as well, just so anybody who's listening on the podcast, you can get it right there in the podcast notes. Or if you're on YouTube, you'll see it down below as well. But Jordan Bean, CEO of Nary Creative. So awesome to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Matt. This has been a lot of fun. Absolutely. For everybody else out there, thank you for tuning in. Really glad to have you here. If you want more, make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you hit that button because we're going to bring more and more awesome creators and innovators like Jordan to you every single week. So hit that and then give us a rating. Let us know how we're doing and if it's stuff that's helping you. But thank you very much for coming this time. We'll see you next time. Take care.